What is happening, everybody? Welcome to your favorite podcast, the Gordai Podcast. I am your host, Justin Mahaley, alongside your co-host, Scott Simmons. Today, we're going to talk about 12 tips to bulletproof your fitness journey. Each of these are very essential. They're equally as important, even though I might say one's more important than the other a couple times here and there. I promise they're all equally as important. And this is how you can guarantee that you live out and ride out your best fitness journey. Where I have a Q&A at the end. You guys brought some fire questions again today. Oh man, I'm super freaking pumped up by this. So for episode 22 of your favorite podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, I'll see you inside. You guys, you guys, you guys, tomorrow, well today it's two days, but by the time y'all hear this, it's tomorrow. I'm going to be on ESPN. Yeah. Scott's work is going to be on ESPN. Yeah. Savannah's going to be on ESPN. Yeah. Fucking revive team yep. Haley's main sponsor and the Gordon podcast main sponsor as well. They're going to be on ESPN. Yeah. Dude. How cool is that? So super, super, super pumped up with that. Definitely make sure to have your eyes peeled again. It's going to be during Thor's world record. attempt. Do we know what time that's at? Yet? I was going to look it up. Yeah. Can, can we look that up and give the people a time? So we're not just relying on Google searches to come through. Um, dude, you know what? You know, what's fucked up, man. Someone on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I tweeted about Hey, y'all. I'm beyond ESPN. I saw this one. And someone on Twitter is like, there's not even sports happening on ESPN right now. <laughs> like, that's when you get out. I was like, dude, fuck you. Literally send me a fucking resume of your achievements that you've had in your life. Like, shut up. Someone just always got to piss in your coffee, man. Yeah. I was so fucking pissed off. I was so frustrated. But uh, yeah, it's 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 going to be pretty cool. Um, I'm super pumped up that, you know, Matt and Dom gave not just myself, but, you know, more importantly, Scott and Savannah, the opportunity to kind of be a part of all this. I think it's you know, dope as fuck when we met. Um, you know, when we met Savannah was like coming up in the mm -hmm. industry, like she, had, you know, her following was growing mm -hmm. and, you know, I mean, you'd never really like been involved in it really. Actually, when, when we, when we met, what are we talking about? Fitness. When yeah. we met yeah. you and Savannah never really been involved in, in the actual industry. No, we were just posting on social media because Savannah <clears throat> hadn't gone to coaching yet. No, we started taking, yeah. it was February, 2019. Yeah. When she started taking, we, we both said, let's start making video, like swipe, yeah. swipe workouts. Yeah. And then it's when I started to realize, oh, I can use my camera. Yeah. And then we kind of, so February 19. That's so funny. Yeah. And then we met in April. Yeah. April. Yeah. Dude, that's so wild to me because, you know, now it's like, man, a year later, like you're producing a commercial for like literally the top notch supplement brand in the industry. Savannah's part of that commercial. I'm part of that commercial. I did the, the glow up. It's pretty awesome, man. <laughs> the 12 months. It's, like it's pretty months. awesome. Hey, Holy shit. you know, the key to that is surround yourself with fucking good that ass people. True. Surround yourself with people that fucking elevate you because y'all yeah. have not been the yeah. whole time. You know, obviously, every, you know, there's always bumps in the road and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you guys have been surrounded by less than, you know, stellar folks. Not, not just people who are less than stellar to y'all. What I would consider, I mean, even, before, you know, in our corporate jobs at Ulta and Textron, yeah. you know, just like, People going through the average motion. Yeah. And I, I know it sounds kind of fucking ludicrous to say that airplane sales is average. Yeah. But I mean, it's a sales job. Yeah. Nonetheless, it's a sales job and you're still, you know, you're still trying to hustle, like make your living. Just a lot of people live in a box. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's a big part of this podcast and, and this platform is we want to kind of encourage you to get out of the box, if yeah. you will. Um, so look out for that. ESPN still don't know what time tomorrow. It's not telling me still don't know what time it is. Still it's, 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 it's Scott finds it. We'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> um, hyperdrive gym update. Uh, our target date to open was five sixteen, but the state of Texas will not be having gyms open by that point. So we're going to have a grand opening probably the last week of May, maybe first week of June. Uh, I mean, it's more so predicated upon that, but actually the, the, the extra time is kind of doing us well. It's um, helping. We're having mirrors put up this week all around the gym. It's going to be super cool. Although I will say I've hella enjoyed training without mirrors. It's been really cool. It's been very cool. It makes you feel it's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like when I was squatting yesterday. That was interesting. Yeah. It makes you feel the movement rather than watch the movement. You focus. Yeah, I think that's a huge deal. Um, mirror's getting put up. 
neon sign coming in. Uh, going to be real cool. We're finalizing desk. We're finalizing the kind of reception area, if you will. Uh, we're getting some revive subs in the gym. Of course, we got our upper revive subs in the gym. Um, it's been fun. It's been good. Um, it's definitely been stressful. It's definitely, I think everyone's you know definitely stressed by this point, but it's fun. It's like fun and stress. It's like enjoyable stress. Like I want to have this stress. Yeah, you watch the the gym evolve. Yeah, yeah. And piece it, by and, piece. And it's super cool. And it's like, man, like probably I would say in like two weeks, we're going to have this cascade of happenings where the gym's going to change a lot, a lot. Cause yeah. a lot of things, you know, right now we're just kind of tying the loose ends together and then yeah. it's really going to start happening. Well then things start getting shipped. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. So like the sign, the neon sign we're going to do yeah. the rest of the equipment, the, um, the branding on the walls, yeah. all the revived stuff like you're talking about, everything. the entryway, like everything. Like it's going to be cool as shit. Yeah. So super pumped with that. Uh, be on the lookout hyperdrive uh, obviously on my instagram i'll post as well about the gym grand opening if you were in the austin area which i know a lot of you guys are come on check us out uh we're not doing any open memberships remember it's just going to be training uh, you can train with me train with savannah you can train with coach hannah you do group training classes we have three group trainers right now when the lipton's move down we're going to have five and that's going to be super 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 fun so we have a lot coming a lot going on um what I want to talk about today. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really excited about this topic. I think this topic is going to help a lot of people. Okay. Bulletproofing your fitness journey. How can I help you ensure and guarantee yourself success? Well, I have 12 tips here and you know, it's funny. Like I didn't set out to make this like five tips, 10 tips, 12 tips. I just like, I just like wrote things that I felt were extremely applicable whether you're day one in the gym or day 100,000 in the gym, mm-hmm. like it does anywhere in between, like all 12 of these tips um, just apply. And, and, you know, so that's why I wanted to share these with you. Number one is the most important that I can tell you, although I will say each one's pretty equally important. So I might say that often <laughs> if it sounds too good to be true. It is. Okay. But it's way too good to be true every okay. single time. Yep. I mean, I was just, uh, I was just scrolling on the internet, uh, this morning and like these ads are popping up with like this guy with like, you know, pretty decent abs, but you can't tell they're totally photoshopped on him because no one's abs sit that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like blasting through belly fat for a six pack in 30 days. <laughs> yeah. And, shit. and they like yeah. modified it to be like an at home situation. Yeah, dude. My favorite of the Twitter ads. Yeah. Those yeah. are crazy. Yeah. Some of the Twitter ads are really crazy. Yeah. Some of the Twitter ads are f- fucking They're funny, hilarious. Though, dude. <laughs> yeah. People on like companies with Twitter are very creative. Dude. They're like very Wendy's. Creative. Yeah. Wendy's kills it. Hilarious. BK kills it. They're hilarious. Yeah. Dude. That gets people going. Yeah. It's so fun. Twitter is kind of just a big trolling ground. Really, it's all right. Uh, <laughs> you need that outlet. Everybody does. <laughs> you do need the outlet. I don't know. It was, it was, it was, it was kind of funny the other day watching how many people got so offended by just stating a fact. Yeah. Food quality is great. It's hilarious. But hey, man, to each their own. If it sounds good to be true, it is. If someone's selling you garbage, if someone's spewing a whole bunch of bullshit, if someone's just like really talking out of their ass, dude, it's so fucking obvious. Like, I think a big one that guys get caught up on too is like the pro hormones and stuff. Like they're comparing it to like 80% stronger than trend, like 80% stronger than trend. You're all fucking die. <laughs> what? How are, how do pro hormones compare to like PEDs? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, actually I think one of our Q and a questions is about SARMs. It uh, is. Yeah. So, so that's funny. So there's SARMs are much different than uh, pro hormones. SARMs are selective androgen receptor modules and pro hormones are just it's like something that's supposed to stimulate the release of a hormone um, in the body. And well, number one, that's not how it works. And number two, it's, I mean, it's junk. You know, so are, are pro junk hormones just like a marketing thing to just sell some garbage? Yeah, it's a marketing thing, but like there are ingredients that we know that they're like, uh, they're like gray scale anabolics, if you will. Okay. Essentially what they are. And like, it was the way you could strong. like say you're kind of taking steroids maybe without yeah, saying But you can also kind of say you're natty at the same time. Cause I had some friends back in college who were like, I'm on pro, pro hormones. Yeah. No, they were all stupid. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. 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 Like I, I, I mean, I feel like from day one of my fitness, I was just like, yeah, this is like way too good to be true. Yeah. Um, the, you're, you're, I mean, you're going to see results. 
you're going to see a lot of side effects, yeah. but you know, you're going to see results there. So, so an anabolic steroid, very few anabolic steroids are, um, how do I want to word this? They're all manufactured, yeah. but they're all manufactured to stay as close to like a, a, a testosterone, if you will. Okay. Um, like they're all derivatives of testosterone. Okay. And you have different classes of anabolic steroids. Let's not go too yeah. deep down this rabbit hole. Yeah. You have different classes of these anabolic steroids. Um, pro hormones are essentially supposed to be maybe precursors, mm -hmm. if you will, maybe direct, uh, direct effects, um, into just raising a certain hormone in your body. Okay. Um, and there, you know, there's many hormones in your body that are anabolic. Yeah. And a lot of them tie into sex hormones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and a pro hormone is essentially like trying to deliver that without, you know, actually having like artificial uh, hormones. It's like how they market it. Yeah. Like you're not actually injecting so, so it's anything. Like, by definition, would TRT be considered a pro hormone? No, no, no. no. So TRT is like still the real deal. Got like it. a pro hormone is going to be in a little capsule. So it's artificially Man. made. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's um, not, but what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. It's not artificial. I'm looking for, I'm looking for another word here. It's just, it's just, you know, man, it's a man-made hormone. Okay. And like, it's literally like a pro hormone is what it sounds like. It promotes hormonal release. Got it. Um, you don't know how much. You don't know how often, you mm -hmm. don't know for how long you're just supposed to take these like every day. Essentially. <laughs> That's like essentially how it is. Yeah. And you know, they say like their marketing scheme is you're not taking anabolic steroids and like these aren't illegal. Yeah. But now they are. Yeah. Um, and you know, XYZ, all this stuff, um, or certain pro hormones are illegal. I'm not sure if all of them are. Um, then you take them and what you notice is everything's gone to shit. Yeah. <laughs> everything's terrible. Like anabolic steroids all have a purpose. Mm -hmm. Like everything except for trimbolone, mm -hmm. you know, has a purpose. Trimbolone's, you know, main purpose was f making horses and cattle bigger, mm -hmm. specifically cattle. Like there's not a lot of human efficacy here. That's why human dude in my hometown said, I'm taking horse steroids. Is that why he said that? That's what he, he kept telling people. He's like, I'm taking horse steroids. Well, well I mean, horses also take <laughs> things like equipoise and stuff. Okay. Um, there, there's other he's a, steroids. He, he's, a, he's an interesting guy. <laughs> Sounds like an idiot. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so, you know, pro hormones are just, they're, they're bad. They're the dirty, they're the ugly. They're like, the, yeah. they're, they're the shitty little step kid. You know, that's kind of what they are. And they're not close to anabolic steroids. They're far more detrimental than anabolic steroids. And we still don't even know what the long-term side effects of those are. Mm -hmm. You know, whereas anabolic steroids, they've been around for a long time. They've been around for a very, I mean, as long as you can remember. Mm -hmm. um, and so it sounds good, too good to be true. It is. And lots of people come to me, lots of guys come to me and talk about, how they ran, you know, a test trend D ball cycle and they just came off and like their physique just does not look like that. And it's like, well, if you look up like a test trend D ball cycle on Google search, it's going to, man, you're going to, you're going to be a beast in the gym. You're going to be a beast in the bed. You're going to be a beast in every fucking <laughs> component of life. And it's a like, man, test trend D ball is a brutal cycle, you know? And fuck, dude, I'll see guys come in and they'll fucking, they'll have their tests two times higher than their fucking trend is. And like, I mean, that's a, that's a huge no, no, oh, shit. That's just, okay. you know, something that you just don't yeah. you know, really do. You want to have somewhat of a, of a ratio there. Mm -hmm. um, as long as trends over a certain point, um, and I don't really want to say what that number is because it does kind of vary yeah. um, for everybody. But once trends like over a certain point, you really want tests to be close to matching that because a lot of the trend side effects actually come from the estrogen, from estrogen being you know, elevated so much. Okay. Um, so you know, that's, br that, that's a brutal cycle. Test trend ball. And so many dudes come to me and they say they did it. If it sounds too good to be true, it is the health consequences of running that cycle. Not properly are extreme. Mm -hmm. So just don't fucking do it. Mark and I talked on the bodybuilder, Mark Brandon. And I talked about on the bodybuilding roundtable last night that we posted on iron intellects. We talked about, um, we talked about doing your first cycle with someone who's educated mm -hmm. and experienced with this. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, know why you wouldn't. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. I told a story about my first cycle in there. It's a really brutal story. Damn, I got to go listen to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was definitely not a, it, you know, I didn't have a good first cycle experience. I just like took the advice of a fucking power lifter dude who yeah. was like down there and, and, you know, it wasn't very intelligent in the garage. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I ran a, I ran a DHT for 16 weeks. If you want to find out more, you can go to iron and Alex and find out because it was, it was not good. It's not good. But, um, you know, while we're on the topic of anabolic steroids, you know, one thing that you always, always, always at some part in your fitness journey, you are going to come within, uh, come across an urge, if you will, yeah. to, you know, dive into those and see what's going on. Like, what's all this hype about, man? Everyone talks about these anabolic steroids, like women, are, what, you know, what's Anavar, what's Terenable, what's Winstrol, what's Primable, and what's, you know, all this stuff, mm-hmm. you know, men are over here just like, what's everything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when and if that route comes your way, if you are someone listening to this right now, understand. I'm actually making a video on this right now uh, for, for a friend of mine who's putting on a supplement course about the quality of your supplements and understand that there are very, very, very uh, potentially serious side effects that come from these things. If you do not look out for yourself, looking out for yourself entails, number one, having an educated coach to guide you. Looking out for yourself, number two, entails having the proper health supplements to help you along the way such as a liver supplement, a kidney supplement, supplements that mitigate your cortisol, supplements that mitigate increased inflammation, supplements that mitigate toxicity rising in your body. And this is like your PCT. These are, no, no, no. So PCT is when you come off cycle. These are just, these are just health supplements like, uh, I don't want to say boost your cycle, but man, they all kind of do boost your cycle a little bit. It's, it's, you know, just like the revive kidney, the revive liver, um, the revive turmeric, you know, all of which I take, make sure that you are putting the best quality supplements you can into your body. Make sure you're getting it from a, from a supplement company that has very high manufacturing standards. Make sure you get it from a supplement company that at least tries to utilize patented ingredients. You know, it's not possible to use patented ingredients across the board. But that's why I partner with Revive. That's why I partner with Revive with Team Mahaley. That's Mm -hmm. why I partner with Revive for this podcast because they bring so much of that to the table and they put so much work into their product, ensuring it's the best. So, you know, if you go to revivesubs.com and you expect to get out of there spending just a little bit of money, you're wrong. Because the, the supplements that you've seen that costs a very cheap amount, there's a reason for that. Mm. It's because they're very cheaply made. It costs money to have it manufactured in the best facilities for, with the best patented ingredients, with the best researchers surrounded by the best team. It costs money to have good uh, uh, quality practices from beginning to end of the entire, the, the entire process. Mm-hmm. Revive Supplements does that. And Revive Supplements shows time after time after time, third-party testing, all of the anecdote that we have. I mean, how much blood work do you need to see? And, you know, before you realize that, man, like what they're doing at Revive is nuts. So make sure that you're outfitting with the best supplements you need. Obviously, they have more than, you know, internal organ health supplements. But right now, for the nature of this topic, that's kind of all we're talking about. So check out Revive. Check out revivesubs.com. Use my code Mahaley20 at checkout. Uh, Helps out the podcast. Helps out great people. Mm -hmm. But it more importantly, helps you out. And it helps you be able to achieve, look, feel, perform, and recover your best. And I mean, that's kind of why and what we're here for. Number two rule, you can't do everything at once. Oh, man. People come to me, they want to burn body fat and build muscle. <laughs> Dude, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Actually, same. <laughs> the rest of the world. Five times f- five times out of five, I was going to say nine times out of 10. I don't know why I said five. Um, um, five times out of five, though, people come to me saying that don't understand what actually comes in that territory mm-hmm. and how, you know, we actually are able to achieve that goal. If you're someone who's just kind of, if, if you're like below you know, and you guys remember I've laid out before in podcasts, kind of my definition of beginner intermediate advance is, you know, different than standard definition of beginner intermediate advance. If you're someone that's like below an intermediate level physique, then I bet you we can recomp it. Okay. I bet you that we can burn fat and build muscle at the same time because I'm going to teach you how to train. And you know, th- this is just on you. This is you know, just with my coaching services. So you're taking another step back, learn how to train. Learn how to train really fucking hard. Learn how to do your cardio with intent. Do your cardio as prescribed and make it very 
difficult. Hit your food, just recover, sleep, do the things you need to do, but you can't do everything at once. You're not going to have a 600 pound squat and be 6% body fat. You have to choose. You have to pick and choose your battles. You have to pick and choose your routes. You have to have a vision. You have to have a path. You have to have a clear perspective and you have to have a plan in place to be able to hit that perspective. You can't do everything at once. You have to segment. You have to take it in waves. And you have to roll with it as it comes. You have to be able to assess your biofeedback in your physique. Your coach has to be able to assess your biofeedback in your physique. If your physique's begging for you to go through a cutting phase, if your inflammation is high, if your body fat's getting too high, if your blood glucose is out of check, if your resting heart rate is too high, if your if your digestion is wonky, if your hunger is shot, if your performance is declining, we need to fucking cut. So why would we keep pushing? And the opposite also holds true. Okay, so you can't do everything at once. Pick and choose your battles. Pick and choose your segments. Stay patient, dude. Stay calm. Like I've been at this, I've been at this whole bodybuilding thing for I would say like about seven, six, you know, pretty strong years. Um, I would say the last three are incredibly strong years. Uh, I've been at this for you know a, de- a time enough to see a lot of people come in and flame out. A lot of people should have been really, really, really good, but they couldn't get out of their head that they can't just have it all right now. They flame out every single time, so you have to be able to be patient, be practical, and just just find wins in every single point, 1% variable. And as those compile up, you're going to have incentives to keep going further. Keep a logbook. This is huge. Under, keep data with everything. Logbooks more than just training. Keep data with every single variable you do. If you're on a cycle, keep data on that cycle. Doing hard cardio, keep data on that cardio. How how far did you go and what time did you achieve that in? Try to beat that. Obviously, with your training, really easy way to track progressive overload. Keep data. Diet. Keep data. Every single thing we have, keep data. Keep a logbook. Make sure you have something to be able to refer back to. Whenever you need it, because at some point progress is going to start slipping a little bit. At some point, you're not going to be hyper responsive anymore. And so we need to be able to go back to square one. We need to be able to just assess and look at the piece, you know, a piece by piece, a case by case example of things that worked, why they worked, when they worked and how you felt when they worked. Because you're not going to remember everything. You think that you'll remember everything or you can think you'll just figure it out. And that's not how it works. Food is fuel. But if you're not in contest prep, it is okay to have fun. If your goals mean something to you, you're going to be on point like over 95% of the time. All right. And honestly, if your goals mean like a fuck ton to you, you're going to be on track 100% of the time. That's just how it is. That's the nature of the beast. Understand everything you put in your body. That's what your body's using to recover. That's what your body's using to perform. That's what your body's using to fulfill its micronutrient needs. That's what your body's, you know, utilizing. That's what your body's shuttling insulin through your through your body in order to grab these nutrients and take them wherever you need to go. What do you want that fueled with? Okay. But I say that and it is okay to have fun. Dude, if you're someone who you're in pretty decent shape. A cheat meal a week's not going to hurt you. If we have a lot of fat to lose, if we have a ton of body fat to lose, then we, we don't need cheat meals. Okay. Uh, we need to be able to stay pretty disciplined, pretty strict. And, you know, maybe a couple times a month, maybe once or twice a month, we have like a, uh, a, um, oh, what am I looking for? A structured cheat meal. And that's something that I use with clients. Um, but just kind of understand the time and the place and, and, and the function of that. Food is fuel. It's okay to have fun here and there where need be. People listen to my podcast. People who hire me are very fucking serious about their goals. So I don't need to like sit here. Like I don't get these questions. Like, so when do I get a cheat meal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like more so like, when can I hit a fucking PR next? <laughs> like most of my clients have to pull back. Yeah. You know, I have to like hold the reins back on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it, that's fun. Like, like as a coach, it's fun. Like sometimes you get to let them fucking run roam free like a thoroughbred, but other times you gotta be trapped in this cage. You gotta stay right here, just gotta fucking ride this out. Yeah. Um, so food is fuel, use it as such. Master the squat. This is a huge variable, a massive component. Master the squat. Once you master the squat, you can basically f- understand and figure out any function of any movement that there is. A squat's so important. You have barbell squats, you have front squats, you have Hatfield squats, you have Bulgarian split squats, you have normal split squats, you have Jefferson squats, you have hack squats, you have bodyweight squats, you have goblet squats, you have all these freaking squats. 
mastered the earlier you master the squat, the way fucking further you're going to go across the board. You're also going to, there's also elements of the squat that you're able to carry over into all movements. Lats are tight. Chest is tall. You're firm. Knees are soft. We're never like locking out our fucking knees on a squat. Oh my God. That like, that makes me feel queasy. Yeah. Yeah. That's very fucking cringy. Yeah. We're bracing. Mastering a squat translates to every single fucking lift that there is. And it is the most important lift in the gym. Go find me someone who squats 500 pounds for five really fucking good reps. And I'll show you someone that has big ass fucking legs. Show me someone that does it for 10 reps. And I'll show you someone that has monster fucking legs. There's people who deadlift 700 pounds that are fucking skinny as shit. But you ain't going to fucking squat 500 pounds for 10 reps and be small. (laughs) You're a huge fucking person if you're doing that. You're bigger than me. Mastering the squat is extremely important. Master early on. If you need help with it, hire someone who can help you with it. Mastering the squat is a massive component here. It's also a huge component from the mental side of things. Having that load on your back and you are pushing yourself to the breaking point. Man, that, I mean, that is just, that is, they're just, you want to, man, you show me your fucking character. Mm-hmm. Like truly, I, I can see one working set of a squat for someone. And I can tell you a lot about that person. I can tell you so much about that person. Interesting. And that's across the board. It was, it's been like that ever since I was in college running a track. Yeah. Like I, I look at you, you look at someone's squat and like it, it reflected in me too. Mm-hmm. Look at my squat and I can tell you a lot of things about myself. Mm-hmm. Now I had a good squat but it was not perfect. And I was not putting the time in for it to be perfect. And all I did was hold myself back as an athlete. And then later on, you know, as a bodybuilder, Dude, the, so, the squat intimidates me. Oh, it should because of my flexibility, my, the lack of flexibility. Yeah. That's it, a big it's, one. It's just got the shit out of you. Yeah. Yeah. Squats are fucking terrifying, man. It's like truly, especially when you're pushing real hard, like there's a different mental switch. There's a different place that you have to go mentally when you do one more rep and you have no idea yeah. what this outcome is going to be like, you think, you know, power and you think, you know, grit, take that to a final fucking rep on a squat set to failure to mechanical failure where the next rep you're standing at the top and you're thinking about if I go down, there's a chance I might not come up hmm. and that's, and then you fucking go down and see what happens. See what you're fucking made of. Cause I'm going to be able to tell you a lot about yourself right there and hey most people listen to this podcast might get it i yeah. do i really do especially i mean we're on episode 22 if you've made through 22 episodes <laughs> yeah there's some sort of mentality click in here that yeah, you're enjoying yeah. and yep. i feel like most of you are going to bury that fucking squat and dominate that yep. bitch i was proud of taylor yesterday that was cool to see huh that was cool to see she, she didn't trust herself video. she didn't trust herself at all and i think something that clicked in her is i was like it's okay for you not trust yourself but it's not fucking acceptable for you to not trust me. Yeah. And then she went in and, you know, that was a year anniversary from when she lost an overall by one point. Mm. And, you know, so I kept reminding her about that. Yeah. And I was like, literally a year ago today. Don't lose like, that point. Yeah. You, you lost by one point. Like you can get it back here, but right now you're showing me, I care about that point more than you. Yeah. And she was like, fucking pretty. She was pretty, she was stone cold. After yeah. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, don't let me fucking care about that one point more than you. Yeah. I care a lot about it. I remember. I remember the date. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Hey, obviously, I remember. Yeah, the date. yeah, yeah. I'm sure that brought up a lot of past feelings that encouraged her to push a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It, it brought up a lot of me too, and it made me want to just keep pushing and coaching. Because you know, it's 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 definitely frustrating when I see someone you know operate out of fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, Taylor's still learning her her potential mm-hmm. and her capability. And, like she doesn't see. I mean, I, I'm not sure if any of you can, but she doesn't see like what I see. Yeah. Like she talks about these big goals and stuff, but I actually see them. Yeah. And like, I know that they're coming, but you know, you can't, you can't attack them with fear and you have to attack them head on and you can't, if you attack them with fear, just setting yourself up for the failure. Yeah. But you know, if you just attack them and embrace it for what it is, like, I mean, two Oh five for what she do, like nine reps after she did 13 on the box squat for with two Oh five. Like when, when you, when you just buckle the fuck up and you just show yourself how much fucking grit you got, what you're fucking made of. That's, that's, a squat's not a physical movement. A squat's mm-hmm. something internal. That's a battle that you have to figure out in your mind that you have to be able to work through and, and uh, you know, kind of weather the jungle mm-hmm. there, if you will. Um, the, the, you know, the squat's brutal. And that's the hardest lift in the gym. It's always going to be the hardest lift in the gym. And there's nothing outside the squat that's harder. A squat's built more legs than, you know, any other exercise 
all the other exercises combined haven't built the legs that squats have built. Um, so mastering the squats, a huge component here. This, this, this one, I really, really, really enjoy expand your mind. Depth of intelligence and perception is essential. Expand your mind. When we're looking for depth of intelligence and we're looking for depth of perception, I believe there's a there's a huge philosophical approach to not just bodybuilding, but fitness success in general, business success in general relationship. I believe there's a massive philosophical component to these. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know I know that, you know, that I feel like most of the listeners understand that now. I think there's a lot of philosophy that goes into any sort of success, any sort of win achievement at a high level. There's something to be said about having philosophical depth, having intelligence, having perception, expanding your mind, read books. You know what book, you know what series I think everyone needs to read? Mm. And I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to like 100% explain why I think it. I think I'm going to read Harry Potter. <laughs> All of the Harry Potter. Not what I expected. To yeah, hear. I know. I okay. know, right? Okay. Harry Potter is an unbelievable series. Yeah. That's an unbelievable series. Yeah. You're introduced to a character right away. Mm-hmm. And like you develop this insane care for this character mm-hmm. right off the bat in the story. Yeah. But the nothing really happens with that character after book one until book like three or four. Like you essentially go an entire book without that character making much progress. Kind of about all these pieces coming into yeah. play around it's, the character. It's two one to two books of story building. It is. But it's immaculate. And yeah. those one to two books are just as important as every single other book. Yeah. Right away in Harry Potter, this is a huge component of fitness and bodybuilding. Okay. And this is why there's a direct correlation here. On the first chapter, you introduce to a question. That question doesn't get answered until the final book, like the last part of the final book. I would not have known that. I don't read. I've never read them. Dude, Harry Potter's an amazing. They're book. too fucking thick. Dude, Harry Potter's an amazing. I believe book. it. I've all my friends read them. They're like, amazing have read them. books. I I, I yeah. would definitely like if I had the time, and I know it's a very weak excuse. Yeah. I I I should read Harry Potter again. I would find a lot of enjoyment out of that. Yeah. Why is this a huge deal? Well, there's lots of Harry Potter books. There's about seven. <laughs> Dude, there's seven Harry Potter probably. Books. And is there six or seven? So now you have to follow, you get introduced to this question and for the next six or seven books, you're searching for this answer of the question that the question just keeps being built upon and upon and upon and upon. Not dissimilar from when you're first introduced to fitness and you're introduced to these results. And as you get more and more results, your goals change and change and change and change. And change. I remember when I wanted to be 210 pounds shredded. <laughs> Now, if I was 210 pounds shredded, I'd be so upset. <laughs> <laughs> if I got tomorrow 210 just peeled, I'd be so mad. That's pretty dude. funny. And because your goals change, your goals adapt. And over time, items around you come into place that you start understanding why it's so important to have an open mind to these things. Why it's so important to put continual work into these things. Why it's so important to keep a level head of emotion with these things. And you have to do th- this Harry Potter series teaches you all of that. There are lessons in this Harry Potter book. And I know this sounds absolutely fucking off the rock. You guys are like Justin, what kind of crack did you have today? I just had some protein shakes. Honestly, you take this question with you the entire series and by the end you are just like like you start in like the 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 second to last book you start tasting Mm -hmm. like the answer is coming yeah and you just can't fucking stop like you like at this point you are so invested and you are just so in there that you have to get there you have to find this answer yeah and it's kind of the same story as bodybuilding and fitness Mm mm-hmm You have this question and you work to seek and you work and you work and you work and you understand and you grow. And then in, you know, in the end, you kind of find that answer. That was your purpose the whole time. Mm -hmm. That's what we were here for. And there's just something about reaping that reward. That's just such a huge component. There's other books out there too that are fantastic. And it's not like you can only read Harry Potter. That's the only one. I never even thought about it that way though. 
Yeah. Ever. Well, yeah. when you read something like a Harry Potter, like JK Rowling is a tough author. Yeah. You know, she challenges you. Complex. And she knows that she's challenging you, but she also writes in such a way that the challenge, you just get so addicted to yeah. the challenge and, and chasing that the mm-hmm. answer. And you go through these seven books, you are more intelligent when you come out. Mm-hmm. You learned things in there that even subconsciously that are Consciously, you probably don't understand it all. Yeah. But subconsciously, there was so much learned and there's so much applicable information in there that just applies to really success anywhere in life. Yeah. And really kind of um, like the journey component. Um, And Jake, you you come out of a J.K. Rowling book and you you are smarter. You are more intelligent. You can also critically think better. It's not a big part of Harry Potter Mm -hmm. is there's a critical thing component because in book three, you have a for sure answer. In book four, you have a for sure answer. Yeah. And then in book five, you have a for sure answer. And none of them end up being the answer. <laughs> you have what you believe. So you have to you have to critically think to be able to see through till the end. Yeah. Because you can get bored. If you're if you're not a very good critical thinker, you could get bored. Yeah. And you could, but like we love a story. Mm-hmm. And we love seeing this unfold. Yeah. And and that's a that's a the concept you just mentioned is really interesting. Yeah. You, it's important for us to look at things mm-hmm. and ask questions about those things. Yeah. Constantly challenge your mind constantly, constantly. Why is that answer? Mind. Right. Every single day we challenge your mind. I, I talked about this on Twitter uh, t- today in a little thread that I did. I'm always trying to prove myself wrong. Mm-hmm. I always want to prove my thoughts, my theories, my beliefs wrong. Not even just about fitness, just like kind of in life, mm-hmm. even like dating. Yeah. Like political. Yeah. Like I want to, I want to prove my thoughts and my theories wrong. And I think that's how you become a more educated person. Mm-hmm. Look at the other side. Mm-hmm. Just just take a peek over there and see what's going on there. Dive into that other side and see how much information you can gather. Mm-hmm. The other side from where you're at now, wherever you are. See how much information you can gather. Try to prove your own self wrong. I think there's a huge component behind that. That's why I love like. Uh, when you watch Netflix series that have protagonists yep. and antagonists Same. and then you're on the, in the beginning, you're on the side of the protagonist, mm-hmm. but then you kind of start seeing the side of the antagonist. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, Hmm. wonder if that's why he's, he, wonder why he's doing this. Why 100%. He's doing this. And, and you know, anything that challenges your mind to expand, you're getting intellectually deeper. Yeah. Your critical thinking abilities are rising. Mm-hmm. Why does this help you in the gym? Well, number one, it's going to help you decipher between good and bad information. It'll help you decipher between good and bad people. It's going to help you decipher in your own results, your own progress. It's going to help you think critically on yourself when we are all our biggest critics. And that is a massive component of fitness and bodybuilding. It's going to help you be able to dive deeper to problem solve. Problem solving is a huge element here. Mm-hmm. So having intellectual depth and the more you can build upon that, even outside of fitness, it's not just about reading research articles, it's not just about reading Instagram posts, listening to this podcast, reading anything on iron and Alexa, it's nothing about, them. it's about challenging yourself just as a human to just be smarter, expand your mind and really good things happen in that gym. Mm-hmm. Get as strong as you can with a barbell in your hand. Hey, I'm about to give you the absolute most important element of training that I can give somebody. See how much weight you can load up on a barbell, complete every single movement that you're doing with that weight loaded barbell with completely perfect intent taken to an absolutely brutal and terrible place. And your physique will show that if you skip this, your physique will also show that I'm going to be posting on Instagram uh, um, a uh, excerpt from my bikini training <laughs> uh, video that was up on our intellects and I kind of discussed this. Get as strong as you can with a barbell in your hand. Again, if you're a girl, you'll never meet someone who squats 225 for 10 with skinny legs. It's just, it's not going to happen. She's going to have very developed glutes. She's going to have very developed quads. She's going to have very developed hamstrings. She's going to have pretty fucking developed lats too for that as well. Mm -hmm. If you're a dude, you're not going to meet someone who bent over rows 315 with perfect form for 10 reps that has a little back. That bench is 315 for 10 that has a little chest. Like you're not going to meet people. That's why you overhead press with barbell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This all the overhead press that I do like with, with the uh, barbell. It's like you're not going to meet someone who can military press 275 for 10 that has little fucking delts. Mm-hmm. 
Although I can do that, and I still think I have little delts. <laughs> if we're being completely honest with you, so maybe I'm just the outlier. Maybe all these benchmarks I can hit yeah. other than the 500 for 10 high bar. I can't <clears throat> squat 500 for 10 high bar, low bar. Yeah. I can. And I, I think I'm small as fuck everywhere. But you know, that's for another podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's so the scale begs to differ. Yeah, those are a different beast. But get as strong as you can with a barbell in your hand. Continue overloading that dude. Like, if you're not a top fuck, if you're not a top two call out at the fucking Olympia in the men's open class bodybuilding or the men's 212, you need to have a barbell in your hand as much as you possibly fucking can. The more time you can have with a barbell in your hand, the way better the fucking results going to be, the way more you're going to win, the way faster progress you're going to make, and the way better you're going to feel overall, the better you're going to feel and move, not to mention. Learn to master your emotion. I know I talk about meditation a ton, but mastering your emotion, you need to be able to flip it on or flip it off. No matter the situation, no matter where you're at, you need to be in fucking control. Because as you get into this, as you as you dive deeper and deeper, and deeper, there's a lot of frustrations that can occur. There's also a ton of highs that you're going to experience. Weathering that fucking storm is huge. If you're a fucking quarterback and you're playing in a hostile environment on the road and you've thrown three fucking interceptions and you need a fourth quarter drive to win the game, you better be able to flip that motherfucking switch of emotions off. You better be ready to fucking flip this switch of execution all the way up. Having that to fucking flip is absolutely imperative. So learning to control and master your emotion is huge. It could not be a bigger variable. Meditate, get to know yourself, go on walks by yourself, spend time by yourself, listen to really fucking good music and get incredibly deep in thought, just trying to fucking discover yourself. Those little variables add up to make you in complete fucking control complete control across the board and it helps you everywhere helps you in every variable of life find beauty in the 0.1 i know i've made a podcast on this before but the likelihood of you getting burnt out is very 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 high if when you do this long enough kind of like with anything I mean, yeah i was gonna say with anything man yeah with anything you 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 just get fucking burnt T- you're out you're taking up photos they all kind of look the same exactly yeah and like <laughs> how do you you know kind of get out of that and like pull yourself out of that is the point one variables if every point one percent thing you're doing throughout the day you're crushing it you got to find beauty in that if uh you know you're 18 weeks out from a show, but you are in contest prep for that show and you know you don't have a free meal. But well, you know, you're 18 weeks out and you know the boys invite you out for some brews or something like that, and you say no to the brews, you know, still go out. You bring your meal with you, crush your meal before you go, whatever. That's a 0.1% variable. And yeah. all night you can be damn fucking proud that you have that 0.1% variable. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. You're 18 weeks out from a show. Give fuck you're 30 weeks out. If you are in a prep setting, if you and your coach have discussed, okay, we are prepping right now. You don't fucking cheat, dude. Yeah. You don't fucking go off the plan. You just fucking dominate. Safety equals performance This is a huge component because, again, you are going to go through an ego lifting phase. Boy, we love those. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I went through an ego lifting phase for about a year and a half. When? Um, About 22 and a half to 24, I would say. Okay. And then at 24, I like broke down my training. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. There's something I can do way better. That's why the last two years have been the best two years by far. Yeah. So... Safety is performance. Whenever we're doing a movement, we don't want flopping and rolling around. Dude, I want you stable as fuck. I want nothing moving but the intended target. If you're in a fucking squat and you're shaking every fucking where, this isn't a stable environment to utilize. If you're in a bench press and your hips are rising up off the uh, off the bench every single time, you're just like humping the air. This is not a stable environment to lift from. Injuries happen. Bad things are going to happen. If you're doing bent over rows and you're just like flopping your fucking chest every single rep, your torso, like a fish out of the water, every single rep to get that weight up, it's too heavy. One dude, and I mean master form, I mean absolutely perfect form, something I still work on. Perfect form. The only way to perfect form is if you understand the intent of every single lift. Are we doing barbell rows for traps or are we doing them for lats? That's for you to decide in that given workout based off what you need for the week and your overall prescription. 
You need to master the intent of hitting it for traps and hitting it for lats. They're two different movements and they're two different intents. So there's a different uh, standard of form for each of those. Same with high bar squats and low bar squats. Same with wide and close stance squats. Like there's different elements for different things. The, the, the form has to match the intent. So form matters on intent. Form does not matter on anything that you've read in a book. Form matters on the intent of the movement. But the more stable and still you can keep everything while only moving all of your energetic effort in one direction. Say for a squat, you're all of your energy. There's nothing sideways. There's nothing back and forward. It's all down, up. Incline, literally any fucking lift there is. Nail the fucking intent. That one really helped my squat a lot. Which one was it? Uh, nailing the intent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah focusing. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I, I uh, consistently started to hear that my squat, or like I was tight because yeah. my quads are overdeveloped compared to my hamstrings. Yeah. So, one of the, um, a guy who does rehab, he mentioned, you know, try to engage. And feel like you're flexing your hamstrings yep. as you go down. Yep. And you go so you can engage your entire leg. Your quads are still going to do a lot of the work, but engage the entire leg. And ever since I felt like I was trying to engage those hamstrings, yep. man, I have so much more control. And 225 is way heavier. Yeah. See that? <laughs> see, that's one thing you're all going to notice is when you start just nailing the intent. Yeah. The weight you're using in these lifts is going to go way down. Yeah, oh yeah, like it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a punch in the face. Oh yeah, it's a big <laughs> it's a big reality check. When I really perfected my squat, I went yeah. from like four thirty five, which I should not have been doing, yeah. down to about three hundred. Yeah, not even three fifteen. But I feel like that's going to elevate. Oh, faster. Oh yeah. At that point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Big time. Now you're going to be able to take all. Well, you've seen my bench change because yep. of that. Yeah, drastically. Yeah. Same tight. Mm -hmm. Just like same tight, keeping it stable. If you're not lifting safely you're not optimizing your performance whatsoever so there's ways to lift like an idiot and there's ways to lift extremely intelligently let's make sure we're taking the intelligent <laughs> route here also if you're not lifting safely you get injured and you're on the sidelines you can't fucking get better when you're on the sidelines you can literally only get worse so let's not let that happen either dominate your weaknesses man everyone has like their least favorite lift what's your least favorite lift squat really yeah shocking because of the flexibility. Ah, uh, yeah. That when I go, sense. like, in the beginning when I'm trying to warm up, I'm trying to use, like, I guess 135. Yeah. Just trying to get the, the blood flowing. I yeah. hate that. Yeah. Because I'm not loose. Yeah. Because I'm not loose, everything feels tight and it hurts. Man, we need, we need to get you on those orange balls. Yeah. We need to get those hips and, and the IT bands. We need to get everything worked out. And it's yeah. going to feel way different, dude. Let's do it after the podcast. All right, I'm oh, down. going to be screaming. I'm ready. You know what fucking pissed me off? Hmm. Man. Fucking Peyton thinks those, I have these orange Accu-Mobility balls. There's one else. Is it still outside? Yeah. Well, I didn't fucking know it was. No, I went and got them today. So, <laughs> so I have these fucking Accu-Mobility balls and dude, they hurt so bad. Like that's, that's the absolute best fucking thing. Just look up Accu-Mobility balls on Amazon. Dude, every single day I do that shit. My calves, my neck, uh, trap, it, literally anywhere that hurts at all. Chest after chest day, big time. Dude, they, they just help so much. Um, they they definitely bridge the gap. They allow a massage to carry much longer. Mm -hmm. Like now I just get a massage like every other month. Yeah. Because the AccuMobility ball just helps so much. Yeah. Use them so much. What's your, wait. So. Let me huh, guess. Yeah. Yours would be bench press. My least favorite is probably, uh, probably military precious because I'm so fucking weak. Oh. Well, compared to what I want to do. Yeah. You the, told me that like the most underdeveloped thing on you that yeah. you think is your chest. Yeah. So that's why I assume that. Yeah. 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 I, I enjoy bench press. I'll enjoy <laughs> it more once I'm, you know, hitting four or five for 10. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> that would yeah. be a lot cooler. Yeah. Um, military. I just, Interesting. I just, you, you dominate those sets. When you do those, you think I do, but like compared to what I want to be doing, like yeah. it's just not close. I guess. Yeah. From the outside perspective, it's just, it's just not what I want at yeah. all. Maybe a standing overhead press actually might be my least favorite. Those are just so hard, dude. Yeah. Oh my God. Like yeah. you put, what do I use? Like two fifty five on standing overhead press, dude. It's just like, it hurts. 
Like mm-hmm. that just hurts everywhere. It hurts so bad. Yeah, we were you were helping me with mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah that shit's that really. Yeah, you fucking crush it though. We gotta work on the balance. Yeah, yeah, the balance component of it too is just more bracing. Again, master the fucking squat, yep. and it's going to relate directly to it. And you're doing that right now. So whatever your weakest component is, wherever you feel absolute weakness or something you neglect or overlook, we need to. That, that just means we need to nail that harder. We need to go further. We need to be able to practice the intent. We need to make that better. And the final tip, when you're doing your conditioning work, make sure to do it with intent. I do intent-based cardio with all my clients. I set a goal. Hey, on the Stairmaster, 120 floors. Let's get it. Let's do it. See how fast you can get that done. You come back with me and it took you 10 fucking minutes. How, dude? Let's get 9.55 next time. Mm-hmm. Let's see how, like, how can we get this done? Conditioning with intent. There's also a time and a place with this. We don't want this to turn into a second workout. And we also want to be able to reap the benefits of low intensity steady state as well. If we do low intensity steady state work, it's probably a, once you get to 140 steps, we want your heart rate in between 130, 145 the entire time. Let me know how long that takes. Cause like just watching seconds trickle by just isn't rewarding. Yeah. That's just like not fun. It's almost worse. Like I have 25 minutes cardio to do. Yeah. Like 25 minutes cardio to you is going to look a lot different. 25 minutes cardio to me. Mm-hmm. So we need to, you know, we need to bridge that gap and make sure that everyone's on the same page with the same output, you know, doing exactly what I want. Yeah. Intent based cardio is one way to do it. If you're sprinting fucking sprint, dude, don't just fucking run sprint. Go all out. If you're running, run. Don't just jog. It seems really simple. If you're doing a hit circuit, every single set that, 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 that you have within that circuit is done to absolute brutal, the most brutal place you can take it. So condition with intent. Don't just like lollygag around and like do the thing. And like you're talking to your girlfriend for 30 minutes on the elliptical. We didn't get better. We, we didn't get better doing that. Okay. So everything you do, do it with intent, diet with intent, recover with intent. Cardio with intent, train with intent, every single thing you do, make sure there's a fucking purpose behind what you're doing or else we're literally not getting better at all. So you master these 12 tips. That's going to be, I mean, you can go wherever you want with this. You're going to be able to maximize, you know, your potential. You're going to be able to see how far you can go, how far you can push, be able to, you know, see that then this applies everywhere. This applies if I'm not your coach, if you don't have a coach, if you know, you're, you know, wherever you are. All of these 12 rules apply. If it sounds too good to be true, it is. You can't do everything at once. Keep a logbook, have data of everything. Food is fuel, but it is okay to have fun here and there. Master the squat, expand your mind. Get a strong can with a barbell in your hand. God, that was just so important. Learn to master your emotion. Find beauty in the 0.1%. Condition with intent. Dominate your weakness and just lift with fucking safety, safety for performance. Okay. So those are my 12 tips. Take them, run with them, be better with them. And you're going to see yourself grow and you're going to see yourself do really fucking good things. Just keep those 12 in mind. Scott, we have Q and A's. We have some great Q and A questions today. Q and A's. I'm super pumped up. Let's hear them. First question comes from Mikey Tovella. SARMs. This is the SARMs question. Mm-hmm. More dangerous than typically used PEDs, possibly more effective for females. SARMs are definitely better in females than males. I will agree with that. Okay. I do not use SARMs in any of my clients. None of my clients will use SARMs. We just don't have any long-term evidence or data. We don't even have any evidence that shows they work. Mm. We have no evidence that shows how pure any of them are. They, that, that ensures the quality. So we have no fucking idea if we're actually getting you know 99% of that dosage or 30% of that dosage. We have no evidence that really shows anything with them at all. But we do know that some of them still shut down and suppress your natural testosterone production. So if you're going to do that, why wouldn't you just use the real fucking thing anyways? Mm. Like, true. you're already shutting down your natural testosterone production. Take take a fucking analog Yeah, that forces your testosterone to elevate, <laughs> to be higher. At least get something out of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're better for females. They're not near as effective for males. Some one, one, the only one that I really do like in standby is MK677. That's a growth hormone secretog. Um, it's not really even considered a SARM, though. It's not actually. Right, there, there's carterine as well, uh, GW1516, but that's not a SARM either. Uh, carterine's fantastic for aerobic output. Oh, my God. You've never done cardio, so you've done cardio on car- carotene. It's just 
You're just going. You can just keep going. Yeah, you're fucking energizing, buddy. Interesting. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> um, really expands your oxygen, your 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 uh, O2 turnovers. Mm. Much expand. You're able to bring in God, more. That's so it's, fascinating, it's, dude. It's fascinating. Carotene's really good. It also um, allows mobilization of fatty acids too. It's like carotene, like alongside like a uh, like injectable L-carnitine with a yohimbine. You're yeah. moving some fat. <laughs> You're really <laughs> moving some fat around. So yeah, carotene's great. Pretty expensive. I think uh, I think a bottle of GW one five one six is like sixty or seventy bucks. And that's for, for what, one. What month. a what a pod. What a, would it be good to do a podcast on like SARMs versus PEDs? Yeah, yeah, it seems like that's an interest. Like it seems like those yeah, always get compared but, quite but, often. But the issue Again, is, is I'm so biased. Yeah, sure. Like I just hate SARMs so Again, much. That's like, an, an, an uneducated question, I guess, because yeah. I always hear you talk about the two mm-hmm. in comparison. We'd have to bring in someone who's extremely like who who enjoys SARMs and sure. who utilizes okay. SARMs with their clients. Got to argue against your own points. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we'd kind of because I'm I'm just too biased. Yeah, like I'll, I'll make the SARMs not sound like. <laughs> You know, good so well. don't take SARMs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I truly believe just creatine is better than SARMs. <laughs> good to know. Yeah. All right. Next one from Kayla Kulisek. Do you see a lot of female clients have big fluctuations during their cycles on check-ins? Absolutely. Yeah, I would say average is probably like two to four, maybe. Um, definitely, there's always a more watery look to the to the physique. Um, part of that's the cycle. Part of that's because stress is up. Uh, part of that's just because you know your body's you know doing its thing. <laughs> your body's doing its menstrual cycle thing, and that's what we needed to be doing. That means you're healthy. That means you're good as long as you're having consistent cycles. And contrary to some other podcasts that we have heard this week. A cycle is not very dependent on estrogen. It is extremely dependent on progesterone. So just keep that in mind. Remember that. Next one from Abby Torres. What's good advice you would give? Nice. She's a new client of mine. This is an interesting question. (laughs) What's good advice you would give to a client just starting out with you or any good coach? Be ready to rock and roll. (laughs) Like truly. Dive the fuck all in. Like. The blueprint to success was literally emailed to you after yeah. you signed up to me. All you have to do is execute. Yeah. All you have to do. I mean, fuck, at this point, you've seen thousands of clients' results. Mm-hmm. So like we talked about in podcasts. Like I can't relate to people who hire me and don't do 100%. Don't go 100%. Like you don't even want to change. Like, well, I mean, you're, you're wasting your money at that point. You're wasting your money, but it's like, damn, you see what we've done to people. And it's yeah. fucking ridiculous what I've done with people. Yeah. Like I've taken some incredibly average physiques and the people with these physiques know that their physiques are incredibly average and I've won shows with them. Mm-hmm. I've made them look fucking phenomenal. So dive all in. Yeah. Like literally dive in fucking head first. Don't look back. Don't, you know, hesitate. Just fucking go. And if you have questions and you're my client. We're going to find you answers. So don't ever hold back questions. You guys have constant access to me literally every single minute of the day. I'm on WhatsApp a ton. Yeah. Responding to you guys. She's fucking Christ. So dude, ask away any questions you have about anything, even if it doesn't pertain to our exact protocol, even if it's a question like about something that you heard elsewhere in fitness, dude, ask it. All right. Is Abby a new client of yours specifically? Yeah. Yeah, Abby's a new client of mine. Well, now we're going to have to reference this podcast when she has some. Tough days. Yeah. Yeah. See, see, yeah. Yeah. There we go. That's absolutely perfect. Yeah. yeah. I just gave you 12 tips. There it is. <laughs> All right. Next one from Carly Barrington. Fasted cardio versus regular cardio pros and cons. And what do you recommend? Great question. So there's no evidence that shows one is superior to the other. I do want to bring in a, a, a physiological standpoint here, though, if we separate the two. So if we're doing cardio, let's say post-workout. You just crushed a whole ass workout. So one of two things is going to happen. Either during the workout, you had it on your mind that you had cardio later on and you saved yourself a little bit. You can say that you don't psychologically, you are going to, or you went all out during your training session. Now you're beat to shit for your cardio. So your output there suffers. So if we just do fasted cardio and we, and we split the two up, we're going to, we have a completely clear mind. We're starting our day with output. We're able to utilize you know, you know, for what it's worth. And we're able to give our maximal output into that set there and in, in, into that set of cardio. There's a massive psychological component that we can't overlook. And the psychological component is faster cardio. You are more likely to give better effort, better effort over a 16 week dieting period for a contest. Definitely equates to a better physique. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just keep that in mind. Which do I recommend? Whatever works in your schedule. Yeah. Next last one from Kaylin Coons. 
what qualifications do your clients have to have, excuse me, what qualifications do your clients have to have in order for them to be ready to compete? Oh, dude, you got, I mean, you got to be ready to compete. Like yeah. you, you got to be ready to be competitive, mm-hmm. not just like, it's not about top 10. Yeah. It's not about like top five. It's like if one of my clients steps, if a client of mine step on stage, they have a very, very good shot at first place in, mm-hmm. you know, in their class. Yeah. And you know, obviously if you get first place in your class, you have a shot at the overall title. And that's exactly what we want here. Mm-hmm. And that's what I go for. That's what I prep for. That's what I, you know, that's what I compete myself for. So I can't relate to prepping someone for a show that I know they're going to get third call outs. Mm-hmm. I can't relate to taking a whole bunch of people to a national show when I know none of them have a goddamn chance. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's against my belief. That's against what I do. That's against what I preach as a coach. So when a client's ready to be competitive, when they have the muscularity, the posing, the symmetry, the conditioning, everything you need a through z to be competitive the mindset that's when you compete not just because you like the oh my god the amount of people the amount of my clients on my roster or the amount of people who email me ask like telling me they want to do this show date and i say no absolutely not mm-hmm. you know it's funny every single one of those people in the email hire me i was going to ask you what then what do you do with client or do you get clients and if you do what do you do with them when they say i just want to compete just just for myself yeah i don't have any of that no no, not anymore. I mean, I used to like three years ago. I let people do that. Yeah. But I was also just trying to get bodies on stage. Sure. Um, well, you needed, you wanted the experience. Exactly. Got it. Uh, no, no, no that's now not, it's winter. Yeah. They, nothing. I mean, they, they wouldn't hire, they wouldn't reach out to me anyways. Yeah. They would understand that there's just not going to be a, so it a sounds fit. like it, you'll know when you're ready to compete. Yeah. 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 I, I bring it up to clients. Like okay. I brought it up to a guy, Brad today. Yeah. Um, this morning that, you know, he's in his check-in and he, he's a natural guys I mean, natural classic physique guy mm-hmm. he's in a check-in and you know i'm just i, I think he could win a show this year okay. i think he can win a natural show this year mm-hmm. i think he would be able to get top three at a good npc show this year so that's you know that's pretty big um so i talked to him about it today. i brought it up to him he never once brought it up to me mm-hmm. i like he said in his goals when we started you know he wants to work towards classic physique stage yeah but we've made so much fucking progress like when he hired me i definitely thought we'd do spring 2021 Okay. And now I, I think we can do late this year and I think we, we can win, not just nice. no, top three or top two or either, we can win a national, a natural show for sure. Yeah. So you just got to fucking be ready. That's it. Those are some good fucking questions, you guys. Yeah, it is. I, I enjoyed, dude, actually it was wild because there were way too many good questions today. Like, <laughs> there, there were more after I sent those to you and it's like, oh, we're really? just going to fucking go back and forth. We're just going to go on. Yeah. It's always tough because I'm sure you get like, yeah. we, we pick five. I mean, five yeah. covers like 15 minutes of talking. Yeah. So like, I'm sure you, the 20 or five's pretty good. 50 you get. Yeah. I think, I think by the time I, um, we got on here, I had 28 questions. So like narrowing that down to five yeah. in, in a few hours, it's a little tough. But yeah. So you guys, episode 22, bulletproofing your fitness goals, Q and a, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you take something from this. I hope you learn something from this so you can apply and make yourself better and help elevate yourself to follow your perspective on the road to the final form. Episode 22. We will see you next time.